You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast about helping online brands to build a better e-commerce growth engine with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. Ryan, a couple things have happened recently that have brought up today's topic. And I thought, you know, you thought it would be a great topic to have a conversation about because of these. So first of all, Microsoft recently, if only briefly even, I'm not sure if they are today, but the market's been all over the place, which is in a good way, actually. But Microsoft recently had become the world's most valuable company, which was interesting to see. Uh, They had been previously, I believe, and then they were again based on market cap. And then also, you were telling me how Microsoft recently came to town to meet with the logical position team, and they really were doubling down on the partnership you have there. So it made sense to kind of get an update about what's going on. I know my team here at The Good, we see analytics all the time, and overall traffic from Bing, organic, or even ads has just honestly generally been pretty low. Now, there, maybe there's some change there I'm not aware of that makes the ads on being worth the time and energy. I'd love to get your perspective on that and hear about maybe what's coming down the line there. But it really has also, on a, on the positive side, been a, a big arbitrage opportunity because not a lot of brands are on there. So mm-hmm. in that sense, you could buy ads a lot cheaper than Google or other competitors because you were able to own the keyword because no one else was on there. So for certain demographics, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think Microsoft is just an interesting beast because when you think Microsoft, you don't think Bing. I mean, most people, I don't know if they put those together, Mm -hmm. but Microsoft's really trying to rebrand Bing ads at least as Microsoft ads. And I'm not sure I'll ever get there, but um, (laughs) as they make all these investments in AI through ChatGPT, Mm -hmm. which is probably the driver of their stock price, as it seems to be for everybody. If you don't have AI in your business, I don't know how you have a stock right now based on what's going on. I even think logical positions trying to figure out how do we tell people we have automation slash (laughs) AI. Yeah, there you go. You've got to at least talk about it so that people can get interested. But when doing the research for this topic over the last couple of days, Bing search volume globally is actually picking up pretty rapidly. Pulling the numbers mm-hmm. like since September 23, so just about four months, globally Bing search volume has increased 14% or their market share versus mm-hmm. all the other search engines out there, which is essentially Google. And, you know, 14% up in four months. I mean, most businesses would be extremely happy with that. It still isn't very close to Google globally, (laughs) but you know, fractions of percentages are still billions of searches. So there is a lot of volume there and there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for brands, depending on where you're at with other advertising channels, probably. I think you're right. Everybody, who wouldn't be happy with up 14% in the last five months? Like that's, that's not bad, bad growth. But what are we talking here as a percentage of Google, 25% of Google, 10%. Where, where do you think that lies? <laughs> I think, I think, I think Microsoft would be ecstatic with those numbers at the end of the day. Globally, Microsoft has, and Bing has about 3.4% of search volume compared with Google. That's 91%, a little over that. I think Google in the last decades gone below 90% one time for our search volume. But I will say in the U S Microsoft does have a larger share than they do globally which if you're selling e-commerce, the U.S. is, and you're listening to our podcast at least, uh, you're probably selling in the U.S. They have a much larger share 
at 7.8, almost 7.9% of U.S. search volume. And that's actually up 24% in the same time frame. So they're growing much faster in the U.S. as far as click share and search volume mm-hmm. uh, of people looking for information online. Not quite 10% of Google, but it's getting closer quickly. And there's probably various reasons we can go into the underlying data around that. I don't have the specific numbers of mm-hmm. where all that search is coming from or why it's all coming to Bing. If there's new partnerships and relationships that I don't know about yet, potentially. There's a lot of cool things on Bing. You know, the things even my parents don't use when they go to Bing. <laughs> I actually went and created, I needed some images and I couldn't find one that really did what I wanted it to do for a presentation or a project mm-hmm. I was doing. And I went and there's a there's a button that says, do you want to you know make an image with AI? I was like, Yes, I do. And made it very easy despite me having absolutely zero talent when it comes to, you know, graphic designer creative. So I think some of the stuff they're getting and some of the search volume could be related just to the cool factor or the interesting factor rather than, hey, I'm searching for mm-hmm. product X, please show me Bing. Well, they've done a good job, if I understand it, of integrating that AI that they have into their search. And the industry buzz I've heard, now you're obviously way closer to this than I am, but the industry buzz I've heard over the past year or so has been, that's where Microsoft thinks it's gonna win in search is having this large open AI background of AI baked into their search, if you will. And, and I think, They're really good at marketing that is what I would boil it down to. Mm -hmm. Google's had AI or systems in the background doing a lot of the same stuff for years. I just think that Google happens to be very far behind the curve when it comes to telling people they have AI. They have this system within their ads called BART. And like, I think their marketing team needs to be better about naming things. (laughs) If you're coming up with the word, it's probably an acronym for something. But if nothing else, the Bing team is doing very good at letting people know that they have AI and that you should come use Bing because of all this wonderful AI. Good job on their part, I think. Yeah. So, okay, knowing all of this background then, what are you currently recommending to companies regarding ads on Bing? I think the simple answer is you just need to be there. If people are searching for stuff on Bing, why would you not be there? I mean, it, it you can set up a Bing ads account or a Microsoft ads account for free and then run ads. It's not complicated. I think the last stat I heard was that 50% or less of companies spending money on Google wow. have a Bing account. So then that arbitrage opportunity is still there. It, it's for sure there, but I do I do think that Bing is similar to what Google's doing. They're putting some minimum click costs in place. Like they know that there's value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think one of the most expensive terms on Google is mesolithioma. And if that term was on Bing, I think Bing's like, well, we're not going to just give away things for free. If people are willing to spend, yeah. you know, $500 a click, let's, let's take it. Yeah. Uh, even if there's not a hundred competitors. So there's no reason not to be there, especially if you have a Google account. I, I would say... of companies that have a Google ads account should have a Bing account because Mm -hmm. you don't even have to do anything to set up your account. Well, you have to set up the account on Bing. I'll say that. So you have to be able to fill out a form that says, who are you? What's your email address? Input your credit card. You don't have to build the account though. You, there's a button that will come up to say, Hey, do you have a Google account? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Do you want to import that into Bing ads? Yes, I do. Click your accounts built. Whatever you were doing wow. on Google is now on Microsoft Ads, and you can run ads now. I'm shocked to hear that Google allows that. I mean, it's all through AI, and so there's AI connectors built in through the Google system, through Google Ads. So mm-hmm. 
you know, application, the APIs, it shouldn't be difficult. I actually don't think Google's that worried about Bing. And so at the end of the day, they probably don't care that much. And maybe if you spend money on Bing, you'll still spend, I mean, I don't think you're ever moving money from Google to Bing. You're just adding it on. And so so if you're spending 10,000 on Google, you can expect somewhere around a thousand or 1500 to spend on Bing. Ballparking it. Okay. So whatever you spend, figure 10 to 15% should be on Bing. It's, it's just simple. Uh, Bing doesn't quite have 10% of Google's share of search, so you get less than 10% of the volume from a search perspective. But if you've been to Bing recently and done a search, it is all ads. And their text ads are, I mean, it's probably not really fair, but it's hard to tell that they are an ad. Okay. I look at search results all day, every day. And I was with our, our chief strategy officer, Brian, looking at some Bing search results the other day. And we were both confused on what an ad was. Like we missed the little ad thing that says this is an ad because Bing was so good at hiding that that was an ad. Yeah. So there's getting a lot of clicks on ads. So ads are important. So the punchline is be there, set your expectations correctly, but also it's an unknown here. So I'm, I'm telling companies to set your budgets daily higher than you would expect to spend. So if you've got a $100 budget a day on Google and you're not quite spending it, you might think, oh, I'll set 10 to $15 a day on, on Microsoft ads. The problem is we're seeing instances where an advertiser is for sure spending money on Microsoft ads, but we will see instances of them not even showing up and being available in the uh, shopping section of Microsoft or on Bing.com, even in the, the quote unquote free area. So we're like, okay, what mm. what is going on there? Why are some companies just not mm. showing? Current hypothesis, as of recording this early February, 2024, so I can timestamp this for later when I go back and say I'm wrong, like we did on our 100th episode. <laughs> episode 200. <laughs> to, to set your daily budget higher than you think you need to, just to make sure that there's not an algorithm on the back end saying, oh, you're probably gonna run out of budget if we put your ads up here. So yeah. uh, just be aware setting up a little higher than you might expect. You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast focused on e-commerce growth. Your hosts are John McDonald, founder of The Good, a conversion rate optimization agency that works with e-commerce brands to help convert more of their visitors into buyers. And Ryan Garrow of Logical Position, a digital marketing agency offering pay-per-click management, search engine optimization, and website design services to brands of all sizes. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us out by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you. Yeah, so knowing that, what does the strategy change at all on Bing versus Google? I mean, the the account structure being sucked in generally says, hey, there's going to be text ads, there's going to be shopping ads. Uh, But your strategy does need to adjust in in how you're thinking about optimizing within that because you are going to go in and make changes. Performance max is an important piece of Google ads right now. And just because you're able to suck in a Google account build, if you're sucking in a performance max campaign and that's it, well, Bing doesn't actually have a performance max campaign. So you can't just say, yeah, run performance max. It's labeled different. There's automation that's different in there, but you've got the opportunity within Microsoft ads to be more granular and build out similar to what you did, let's say 
you know, two years ago where granular builds are really good. You can control search queries still very heavily, mm -hmm. even on shopping. You can still do a lot of that on Bing. So the automations within Microsoft ads has not gotten to the level of Google automation yet. I expect they'll mm -hmm. get there and, and do some things behind the scenes as they keep, you know, digging into Google and seeing what they're doing so they can duplicate it, but go more granular than you would have on Google. Text ads, very similar still, but it's more mm -hmm. on the shopping side that you're going to change your strategy a little bit and have some of you out there listening probably need single product ad groups on shopping campaigns still on Bing or at least very refined category level campaigns. Whereas on Google on a performance max, you're probably getting larger campaigns so you can get the conversion data to allow them to do the work. So, mm -hmm. and then the other big difference I think is going to be Google has YouTube and Bing doesn't have anything even close to YouTube. Yeah. And so the performance max campaigns on Google are going to be building video campaigns and putting ads up there, even display campaigns on YouTube for some impressions and mm -hmm. top of funnel awareness campaigns. You'll have some video things on, on Bing, some connected TV things, but it's not anywhere close. So you just have to be aware of that, that yeah. that area of Google is just not going to exist on Bing. So, okay, that brings up a good question for me then, which is what else is different on Bing ads, right? Um, it can't just be that. I assume they're trying to differentiate in some way. They are. A lot of it is real estate on page one. I would say it's the biggest thing which we talked about. But even their real estate in the shopping tab, if you're like, yeah, I'm looking for a product in specific as shopping. I know I need to go mm -hmm. there. You're going to see two rows of shopping. And yesterday when I was doing a lot of test searches to research this, every time we did a search incognito and changed things around in our search query to get different things to ping and show an ad for it, it was very dominant for one advertiser at a time in that. You would see two rows of, for example, this, this search I was doing was around the rugs and you would see one search in incognito would be all Pottery Barn, except maybe one and it was like ruggable. And then you do another one and it would be all like e-rugs. And you're like, well, how come mm -hmm. you can't just do like five of this one, five of this one, five? Because there was about 20 results right. on the shopping that were advertising images on shopping. So that's where we're coming back to kind of the budget thing is somewhat of the hypothesis there, but mm. it's just different. I would expect shopping to be a little bit of a heavier piece of the spend level on Microsoft ads. Review stars, are, which are really important on Google. If you don't have them, it's almost like you're handicapped in that auction because review stars are worth 15% extra click-through rate. They're still important on oh, Bing. Wow, it's just okay. very difficult to get them. There's not as many companies mm -hmm. that are actually pushing review stars. And I, I pinged one of our partners on this yesterday and said, you know, talk to me about review stars on Microsoft ads. And they're like, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? I mean, you're doing it, right? Yes, we send review stars to, to Bing and the reviews to get the stars to populate, but 50% of the time, we can't get them to populate and we, we don't get a response from Microsoft on what's mm. wrong, why it's not working. Are they changing things randomly through the day? So we don't know yet. You want them, find a partner that says they send them to Microsoft ads, uh, but then temper expectations because it's still not a well-oiled system. Okay. I would say too, because bing.com is so aggressive on real estate to ads, it seems like you can do a lot more with your extensions. So if you build mm. out your ad extensions, you got your main ad, and then you can extension every category of your site okay. realistically on there. And just, you could take up, you know, 75% of that first page with one ad if you do it right. So 
just be aware Bing says you can add something to an ad, just do it because chances are they're going to give you more real estate, which often will increase your click-through rate for that. Yeah, um, it can't hurt. It's never going to hurt. I would I would advocate for that on Google as well. So that wouldn't necessarily be a difference, but it's probably a bigger mm-hmm. deal on Bing than it is on Google just because of the opportunity for real estate. And there's there doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be as much testing of extensions or ad types it's more like ah, you've got it we'll show it and you're kind of stuck there for a while until there's some bigger change within the uh, ad mm-hmm. system and then the last piece i would probably say is different is bing's always focused on images if, you know if you go to bing.com mm-hmm. there's that big fancy image behind the scenes if you have pcs there's all and you're running windows there's always an, an image now on your login that changes all the time if you do a search on bing you're going to see lots of images you know, especially if you're looking for a product. Like I did a search this morning to test a few things. One of them was blue t-shirt. And I, I mean, there were images all over the place. And as you scroll down, you'll see like there was an Etsy listing that had normal Etsy. It was an Etsy organic result. You'd see Etsy. And then below that, there was about, I don't know, 10 to 12 pictures of t-shirts from sellers that was part of the feed from Etsy into Bing. Okay. And so there's just images everywhere. And so if you're not leveraging multiple images in your feed, you probably need to. I like lifestyle images. Uh, Google's been focusing more on those as well, but Bing seems to be ahead of the curve in showing various images in different states for a product to be able to Mm -hmm. generate interest on that. So Yeah, I mean, Google's shopping seems to really, I mean, you have to have an image to be part of that, right? I mean, that's what it seems like. So it's uh, really product-heavy, not lifestyle at all for on Google that I've noticed. And so that, that could be a differentiating point for Microsoft to try to entice people a little more. Uh, but that would require a separate feed, right? You can't just repurpose the same image feed that you have for Google over to Microsoft. Uh, well, you use generally the same shopping feed. So if you use, like we use yeah. a lot of Feedonomics, for example. Feedonomics goes to Google, goes mm-hmm. to Bing, goes to uh, Facebook. There's different columns. And so it's at its core, probably the same, but you might be able for Microsoft to add additional columns that Microsoft wants to say, hey, where's your lifestyle image? And I'm not the feed expert in our company, but I know enough to be dangerous that if, if there's opportunities to add something to a feed, you should probably do it mm-hmm. and then test and measure titles, descriptions. I would say it, it seems like there are more opportunities to test titles on Microsoft ads mm-hmm. on Bing if they're not truncating as much. Again, I would approach Bing ads, Microsoft ads, uh, wherever your brain's going to force you to use <laughs> what nomenclature on that. What is the official? Official is Microsoft ads now. It was Bing ads for many, okay. many years, and it's still on Bing.com, but we have to reference it now officially, at least when we're talking to Microsoft, as Microsoft ads. And that's it's a Microsoft ads partner. It's not a Bing partner. So okay. the ads piece and where you're giving money to them comes under the Microsoft name. So, But if it, all I say is when you go back a few years on Google, what you know now, you're like, oh, if I had known this, I would have been doing that two years ago. Think about that. Like, okay, this was working well on Google a couple of years ago. That might be closer to where Bing's sophistication is on their, their results pages. And so if there's ways to game the system by leveraging some of your, your now techniques on Google, it might benefit you better on Microsoft ads. But because there is less competition, if something is working, you double down on it. And so if we play, you know, random numbers, if you're spending a hundred grand on Google a month, you can spend 10 grand on Bing. 
generally speaking. But if your hundred grand a month on Google puts you at, you know outside the top ten in your industry as far as spend mm-hmm. level, you might be able to spend fifty or sixty grand a, a month on on Microsoft Ads if you're able to really leverage some of the changes in your testing and measuring and you want to get better results. If, if, I'm sure you've seen this data uh, and when you're looking at analytics and doing conversion rate optimization that almost 100% of the time, the conversion rates off of any traffic from Bing beats the same traffic on Google. Like Bing organic versus Google organic, mm. the conversion rate on Bing, almost always higher. Right. In PPC, almost always higher. It, and for me, high level without understanding all of the nuances behind the scenes of why somebody's searching and what they're clicking, it's probably because people on on Bing.com doing research don't actually research. They just click buy and, and okay. take action and they're not as price sensitive maybe. I'm not fully aware mm. of the reason behind it, but I just look at the data and say, Bing converts better. You'll take it. If you can spend more there, spend more there. So without turning this into a full-blown commercial for Microsoft, I have to ask, what other companies and platforms should people be considering outside of Google and Microsoft ads. I was going to say Bing, but let's get it. I'll I'll call it the right thing. Well, when it comes to capturing search, there's really Mm. not a lot out there. You know, if you're in Russia, Yandex, I believe is 60 some percent of the search. Um, Mm. But I doubt anybody in Russia is paying attention to us on this podcast, at least. Yeah. DuckDuckGo is going to hide search volume and they're going to just play on Google ads. On Google, there's probably going to be something there. Yahoo, Gemini may be the Mm -hmm. only one from a search capture standpoint that would make sense for some advertisers. They have a product called Gemini because Yahoo Mm -hmm. has deals with both Microsoft ads and Google that they're using them to populate search results, except for certain areas where Yahoo, Gemini will take precedent on their platform and say, okay, well, you've got Yahoo Gemini, you're managing it directly, we'll let you have certain ad sets that aren't available to the general public through other platforms. But that really would capture it on from a search and shopping standpoint. Oh. But at the end of the day, without being a commercial for it, it's just, it, there's no reason not to do it. If you've got the budget and Google's working, Microsoft should work at least as well, if not better. You Sometimes, I will say this, you do have to challenge your agency to do it because it is not nearly as user-friendly to optimize an account on, on Microsoft ads as it is on Google. It's just they they don't spend as okay. much on the platform itself at this point, at least it seems, uh, to make it as user-friendly. And so some agencies will say, yeah, we'll put it up there, but we, we may or may not optimize it. So make sure you're looking at your change history, seeing, okay, are they doing any work, especially if they're charging you? Mm. Or could you just you know almost set it and forget it while somebody manages your Google, the vast majority of you listening could probably do that. It just makes sense to be there, at least on your brand terms, and then get a feed up there and put mm-hmm. some, you know, average ROAS that makes sense for your brand within there to let it do some work for you. Awesome. Well, thank you for schooling me on Microsoft ads today. I had no idea that their market share was where it is, but I'm excited to see them continue to grow and also to know that there's a lot of opportunity there. Because uh, I've always assumed that was the case based on the conversions, which we talked about and you called out there. But I was unaware that the opportunity is, could be as rich as it is. So, yeah, that sounds like a, a good plan for anybody who's advertising. Go there as well. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing some results. If you have results, let us know. I'd love to hear some uh, stories, good or bad, on what's happening on Microsoft from your perspective. I have a lot of clients on it, but 
um, I'm always open for more data. Love it. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Hopefully uh, you hear some from, from some folks. On that. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to Drive and Convert with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. To keep up to date with new episodes, you can subscribe at driveandconvert.com. Thank you.